Welcome to day 95 of Shaped by the Word, uh, season three of the story of the prophets. Uh, we're reading through Isaiah, and uh, we're in a very rich section where we've been introduced to the servant of the Lord, and of course there's a new song that we sing because of who he is and the grace that he brings uh, earlier you know, in the week. Uh, you know, God is, you know, described, you know, Jacob as, as a worm and Israel as an insect or someone who is, is small. And it's not, you know, it's not a denigration, you know, of, of Jacob or Israel, but it, it's really, uh, you know, their own, you know, self-image that they're in the middle of all these powerful forces and they feel like they're just being rocked back and forth and they put confidence in high walls, they put confidence in chariots, they've put confidence in alliances to the north and alliances to the south and none of them have have proven, you know, have proven worthy. Um, they have not put their confidence in the Lord. And so we've been introduced to one who is redeeming, one who is restorative, one who who takes eyes that can't see and, and allows them to see, ears that can't hear and allows them to hear and, and to respond, you know, to his grace. So we continue in that in that theme, you know, the two servants of the Lord, the one that is inept and blind and the other one that brings grace and hope. And uh, we come to... a. Uh, uh, chapter 43. Uh, before we read, uh, we always pause and are deeply grateful that we have such a wonderful gift in our hands, uh, the Word of God. And of course, we don't hold it in our hands. It's a, the breath of the Spirit that has brought it to us and preserved it for us and the work of the Spirit in us that <laughs> uses it to accomplish God's purposes. So we we always are in awe you know, as we come to God's Word, not because of the the beauty of the poetry or the history that we learn or the facts that we accumulate in our head, but it, God has promised to meet us through his word and accomplish his purposes. So, David, before we read, uh, your mind just offering, uh, leading us to offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Yeah, let's pray. Uh, Father, we do thank you so much for the, the wonderful redemption we have received in, in Christ Jesus. And we ask now as we Look at Isaiah 43, you can give us eyes to see it, ears to hear it, and, and hearts that believe it. And, and may we be renewed and uh, reminded uh, of all that we've received um, in your servant, Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen. Isaiah 43. <clears throat> but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba for your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I'll give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I'll bring your children from the east and gather you from the west, I'll say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together, and the peoples assemble. Which of their gods foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things? Let them bring in their witness to prove that they were right, so that others may hear and say, It is true. You are my witness, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Savior. 
I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I, and not some foreign God among you, you are my witnesses, declare the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from the ancient days I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, no one can reverse it. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians and ships in which they took their pride. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I form for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Yet you've not called on me, Jacob. You've not weird yourselves for me, Israel. You've not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, nor honored me with your sacrifices. I've not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense. You have not brought any fragrant calmness for me, or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices. But you've burdened me with your sins, and wearied me with your offenses. I, even I, am he who, de- who blots out your transgressions for my sake, and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let's let's argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Your first father sinned. Uh, those that I sent to teach you rebelled against me. So I disgraced the dignitaries of your temple. I consigned Jacob to destruction and Israel to scorn. <laughs> Again, you have you know the wonderful you know kind of you have the amalgamation of God's tender mercy, mm-hmm. you know toward Israel, and of course as His strong judgment against them. You know, because they've sinned. And you've kind of returned to the themes of chapter one. How he's saying, you know, what is all this trampling of the courts? You've wearied me with your sacrifices. And uh, it's not that they haven't presented sacrifices. It's just that they have no heart for the sacrifices they've made. They've they've become a burden to them. And the Lord is saying, how in the world have I I burdened you? And said, I haven't burdened you. You have burdened me with all of your sins. Not only have they weighed you down, but they weigh heavy on my heart as well. What a pretty wild, you know, word he gives them in verse 26. Review the past for me. Let's argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Oh, that's scary. No, that, yeah. And, and most of us, you know, most of us have had moments like that. You know, Lord, you're not fair. And how could you be doing this to me? I've been so faithful to you. And you know, words like that have you know kind of rolled off of our lips. And, and by our lips, I mean not me, but you know, possibly the two other people. I'm Paul yeah, here with David, David, David and Cindy. <laughs> and Matt Kresge's not here to defend himself <laughs> in the day. But you, you 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 get the you know the sense and in, in, in the idea. Well, what a beautiful images you know how he's moving back and forth for creation images to Exodus images, and uh, you like. Uh, you, you hear kind of the ring of it early on. Do not fear, for I've redeemed you. I've summoned you by name. You are mine. You pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And, of course, both of these have happened in God's redemption of people and deliverance in the land. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned, and flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of, you know, uh, the Holy, uh, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And then, you know, he talks about, you know, the, the exodus you know, 
not only the Exodus, but he, he mentions the Exodus in the context of, you know, don't even think about the past anymore. As great as that was, that is not nearly as great as what I am doing. And, of course, part of what he's doing is a new exodus where he's going to bring them, you know, from all the nations where they've been scattered, and he's going to deliver them, you know, from Babylon, which has an iron grip around them <clears throat> every bit as much as the iron grip, you know, that uh, Egypt had <clears throat> had on his people. And he even talks about restoring Israel. Israel has really been wiped out. I mean, mm-hmm. the, that that's an even more incredible thing than bringing people back from Babylon. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, rebuilding a nation that has been totally lost to history almost at this point. I do love that. I love that he reminds them, um, you know, there's this touchstone for them to remember his greatness in that, that deliverance. But then to think that I'm going to do, I'm going to do another great work of deliverance. I have a new thing. And I just love that they can remember that and know how great it was and how powerful and mighty God was, but that he is planning something even bigger, yeah. better on the horizon for them. And all the outward mighty signs of God, you mm-hmm. know, which, which obviously began with creation and speaking, you know, the world into existence and ordering it as a place where he uh, can walk with us and know us and we can relate to him mm-hmm. and, and giving us, you know, that gift, the redemption, you know, from Egypt and of course bringing them back from exile and then the cross mm-hmm. and the resurrection all of those you know, outward signs point to a deep inward work in which he restores and which he renews. Uh, you know, with, even though it's, it's more subtle and it's more hidden, he said all of these things don't even begin to you know, compare with what I am doing through Christ and his resurrection yeah. in mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, it's so wild to think of the, the crazy story we covered, I guess, season two, this, the story of of redemption and how Isaiah, you know, recounts it time and time again. And that story is, you know, leading to something and, you know, he's doing this new thing. And then verse 21, you know, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim, you know, my praise. And and so I just love seeing how all this is leading to, to a people coming from all the nations, from all the corners. And what are they doing? Well, they're, they're giving praise to this great savior, to this great servant who's done this great work for them. And, you know, I talk about it, I think just the other day, but just that aspect of, of a people giving praise, you know, to their savior. I feel like I know I'm somewhat in a good place of understanding the story and my heart recounting the story of the gospel when I can give praise and, and enter into that worship mm-hmm. and that excitement over what yeah. he's done for me. But there's more to it than just simply that we would praise him. Uh, what he has in mind when I've called you to be a people for the praise of my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not just calling us to worship him so that we receive his praise, but to live in such a way uh, that the nations praise him, you know, as, as well. And, and so that is our purpose, to live our lives so enriched by grace that we cause others to, uh, to glory in Christ. And, of course, that's what, you know, Jesus had in mind. You know, right after the Beatitudes, when he talked about those who were poor in spirit and meek and mourned and thirsted for righteousness, for things uh, you know, to be put right in this world, and then we're willing to be persecuted for the cause, even, and then he, he talks about, you know, you're the, you're the salt of the earth, but if you lose saltiness, you know, what good is that? You're the light of the world. And, and the whole idea of being the light of the world is that people may see the goodness that Christ has created you, and so praise your Father who is in heaven. So when we're talking about inner mm-hmm. praise there, we're not only talking about the worship flows from our heart, but uh, the worship God's grace in us 
causes to flow from the hearts of others. And, and that is our, our purpose. Purpose is not to put as much away as much money as we possibly can and retire comfortably or to get a few acres in the country or, you know, to uh, you know, travel in the world. Our purpose is to be so overcome by God's grace that uh, we cause others uh, to be in awe of who he is. Mm. And uh, that's purpose in creation, you know, to steward his resources for his glory. And that's purpose in redemption, to restore grace, you know, for his glory, for mm. the joy of the nations. Mm. Yeah, well, a crazy reminder, that's who the, that's the type of people he's, he's forming and making mm-hmm. that would live in that such, and live in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt. Father, may we, may we, gosh, we're so far from that. Maybe we ought to just start with confession. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're such selfish, self-centered, glory-seeking people. Uh, we'd rather glory in ourselves and the foolish things in or around us than the one who is the sum of all glory and uh, sum of all beauty and sum of all majesty. May we be so deeply infected by your grace that it, uh, you know, in spite of the differences we have with those around us, is a, a strong testimony to your goodness mm-hmm. in, in our midst. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.